friends, and welcome to the Dimension of Our Midnight Cake, a weekly transmission from the Nexus of Realities. I'm Soltis, and joining me are my friends and fellow transdimensional beings, Beaches, Lumberdor, and Doug. For this transmission, we will be discussing Jurassic Park. The 1993 American science fiction action film is directed by Steven Spielberg and based on the 1990 Michael Crichton novel of the same name. It stars Sam Neill, Laura Darn, Jeff Goldblum, Richard Attenborough, Bob Peck, Martin Ferrero, B.D. Wong, Samuel L. Jackson, Wayne Knight, Joseph Mazzello, and Ariana Richards. The film is 126 minutes long and grossed over $1 billion against a $63 million budget. Jurassic Park is set on the fictional island of Isla Nublar, located off the coast of Costa Rica. There, wealthy businessmen, John Hammond and a team of the world's most talented geneticists and engineers have created a wildlife park of dinosaurs. When industrial sabotage leads to a catastrophic shutdown of the park's power facilities and security precautions, a small group of scientists and Hammond's own grandchildren struggle to survive and escape. What's interesting is that before Crichton's novel was even published, four studios put in bids to acquire the film rights. With the backing of Universal Studios, Spielberg acquired the rights for $1.5 million. Crichton was later hired to adapt his novel for the screen with David Coop writing the final draft. The dinosaurs were created with a mix of groundbreaking CGI by Industrial Light and Magic and life-size animatronic puppets built by Stan Winston's team, with the film considered by many to be a landmark in the development of modern visual effects. Jurassic Park was released to worldwide critical acclaim and won more than 20 awards, including three Academy Awards for its technical achievements in visual effects and sound design. In 2018, it was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being, quote, culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant, unquote. If you enjoy our conversations and would like to contribute or contact us, consider visiting our website at ourminutecake.com and share this transmission with your friends. Join us next week as we will be discussing a film that took us all by surprise, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, available to stream on Disney+. Plus. I watched this with my kids, and, and they go? still love it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've watched it with them before, but you know they were much younger. Watching it with them now, it's wonderful to see how much they enjoy it. It's there's so, something I enjoy instantly. It. There's something instantly that captivates them. Did you watch this with your kids, uh, Lumberdor? Yeah, Lumberdor's kids have seen it. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. I, I thought it was one of their favorites, Jurassic Park. How odd is it now, as an adult, to uh, see something with Kathleen Kennedy's name on it that you don't cringe? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, her name used to be on some of the best stuff. Oh yeah. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but but Jurassic Park, when it came out, was this was one of the formative movies of my youth mm, where mm-hmm. when I was very young, I would go over to my grandmother's house and there were only a handful of movies outside of Disney movies that we'd be allowed to watch. And that was the Star Wars trilogy, E.T., Willow. Those are basically it. Disney and then that. 
And when Jurassic Park came out in the theaters, I was super excited because from a very early age, I wanted to be a paleontologist and <laughs> study dinosaurs. I thought dinosaurs were the coolest things. I did not. And there was this. this huge movie featuring dinosaurs and it was, and it looked really, really fun and scary. So my parents went to go see it, to screen it before any of my brothers or I could watch it. When they came back, we all rushed to the doors. Oh, can we see it? Can we see it? Can we see it? I was like, well, I don't know. It's pretty scary <laughs> in some parts. <laughs> but if you want to, we'll take you to see it. And we did. And it was awesome. And they were the best I've parents loved ever. It ever since. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember recognizing it as a feat of practical and special effects. Oh, yeah. Oh, this yeah, this was something we had not seen before. I was going to say, you saw stuff that you couldn't it. believe. I didn't mm -hmm. latch on to it in that way. And I think when the sequel came out, somehow I liked that one even more. But I appreciate it now a lot more than I did as a kid. I, I think I appreciated it more this viewing. I haven't seen it in a long time. Maybe not since I was a kid. When I got that first Blu-ray collection and I saw it again for the first time in years, I was like, is that all that happens? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know what else and, you need. <laughs> I know. <I'm... laughs> well, it is it is sort of simple in some ways, I guess, is the that's part of what makes it effective. Yeah, that's it's not necessarily a complaint. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. One of the no, brilliance of, of the story is that the park isn't open. Everything is being set up. It's still under construction. They're still running all of the troubleshooting with the computer systems. And it it allows for all of these terrible yeah. things to take place. Because Speaking of, of construction, do you I think feel, uh, Disney construction workers get those Disney branded hard hats? I hope so. <laughs> like uh, Jurassic obviously. Park sticker right on the front that they had. Yeah. I do. No I feel expense. this was more um more a cautionary tale about uh over-reliance on automation oh, and yeah. AI and using computers to do everything than I did the last time I saw it as a kid. Well, Dennis Nedry does bring up a very He completely screwed and, them. Well, well, yeah, through that, but also brings up the very sound point of how you can run all of this automated with a skeleton. Crew. Yeah, do you think all of this automation is easy? And when he said that, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I do not. <laughs> I've been the guy, the less tech savvy guy who had to take care of that automation afterward. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a brilliant film. It's wonderfully paced. Like in, in the beginning, I, I still remember sitting in the theater when the huge cage is being loaded up to the paddock and yeah. And very Spielberg as it goes in, you don't see the dinosaur in the beginning. And then you only see glimpses of it, you know, the eyes, the parts of the head, you know, things like that in the shadows. And it's very, very effective with yeah, I made a note establishing about that, that the right mood. The don't show the shark. Yes. And um, yep. that's something I think Spielberg gets a lot of credit for that he didn't necessarily, you know, when he was making Jaws, he wanted to show the shark. Oh, he did. Yeah, they spent yeah. a lot of money on that shark. It's and more it that the shark work. kept breaking. So uh, his brilliance <laughs> comes from all the methods and the shots he came up with to get around that. hide the shark. <laughs> yeah, and it ended up being uh, great. Not seeing the shark. Now, of course, in Jurassic Park, we do eventually see more of the dinosaurs, and I think that shows that you know, I mean, you can show the shark as long as the shark looks good. Fun fact: I don't know if you know this, but the shark puppet's name was Bruce. 
Bruce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then in Finding Nemo, the big great white shark that they named the Bruce. Bruce after the <laughs> yeah. shark puppet. Wasn't that, I want to say that was the name of his lawyer. Something like nice. that too. Yes, yes, that's right. Did any of the Jurassic Park dinosaurs have big names? Do we know? Let's hope so. <laughs> this is my favorite the, dinosaur um, movie after the land like before the, time behind the scenes <laughs> stuff with like the stan winston studios making some of the dinosaurs and stuff like that all the practical and special effects for the movie oh the puppets and animatronics are incredible yeah. it's like they because they were doing the i guess it was the big t-rex trying to figure that out and like they had this giant you know clay sculpture basically mm. and they kept having to um reinforce the thing mm-hmm. in different ways because well, so way many of tons clay. of clay yeah yeah is this really neat seeing them uh make all that though like have you seen the stop motion they originally came up with that they were totally yeah. going to use yes there's a very interesting thing about that on netflix i i think where they go into I have never seen this i think it's like the movies that made us or the Yes. Films of it. yes. So, yeah, something okay. like that. It's one of those. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. And they, they do an interview with the visual effects artist who came up with the computer animation and rigging and all, all that. Because they were originally going to have Phil Tippett do all of the stop motion animatronic. Right. Uh, Phil Tippett, for worst it. dinosaur supervisor ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's still credited in the film, even yeah. though he really didn't have much to do with the end product. But it was nice to see that brief mixture of the two disciplines where you had like the computer modelers, but then you had the puppeteers and they had that armature that they would use in real life to mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. um, animate what they had done in the computers. And then you get the hero shots of of both. You have the hero shots of the of the puppets and the you know the life size uh, creatures, Animatronics. and then and then hero shots of the computer generated dinosaurs, and they both look really good. I was thinking you years hear a later, lot about the, the CG is the still giant pulled up. It still looks the good. big T Rex puppet, but you don't mm-hmm. hear as much about the fact that that T Rex at the end is fully animated, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. it still looks pretty good. Oh, yeah. Apparently they had uh, several problems with that giant T-Rex puppet, you know, in the rain and (laughs) trying to keep it dry until until the scene, you know, rip the tarps off and the water soaking into the foam skin. And right. (laughs) It's so much weight. (laughs) And it's a T-Rex. And it's a T-Rex, but they made the film. (laughs) Mm. Mm. There were a lot of problems that they had to work through and they solved the problems and the final product is fantastic. Well, I think that's one thing that helped it is that, I mean, it wasn't with the technology they used. It wasn't like creepy 3D early Toy Story vibes, even though it was around like the same time period, I think. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. Chippendale's Uncanny Valley, but it was, um, or the people, I guess, from Toy Story. He's got Polar Express of, eyes. Yeah, Polar <laughs> Express eyes. Um, the blend of the practical effects really added to it. Cause like the scenes with the triceratops, that was sick. That triceratops um, I mean, that incredible. It was practical effects. It was built. It was animatronic moving. But what a wonderful use of they, a puppet like that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's stationary. You don't it's have laying to, down. It's yes. not charging anything. You don't have to worry about it interacting with 
I like to think so that much. was another Bruce. Like they had this walking triceratops that just didn't work, and so they were like, "Let's we'll make it." Ah, sick. just make it. Sick. <laughs> Jeez. All right, so we're going to use it from this angle. Good grief! But I mean, it's just—it's the blend of that, the certain camera shots, um, even with like the stuff with the raptor scenes, like they talk so much about how they hunt and then just close-ups of their faces in certain way, like with where the snake's going in front of the other raptor and you, you're only seeing yeah. that eye or the, you know, where they're chasing them and they're inside and when they're in know, the kitchen and it's just in the, the kitchen and stuff, that they can yeah. see from under the cabinet, super smart. And even and it's like um, clicking the talon and all that. That's yeah, great. Clicking the talon, the point of views from the camera. Um, because I, I we had paused it for some reason. My kids were doing oh, something. cinematography is great. And we just mm. happened to pause at a scene where it was underneath the back of the feet of the raptor in the kitchen. And I was like, well, that's a neat shot. I didn't even realize just because it happened where we happened to pause that it showed that point of view. Do you think it's the I was asking myself, like, what is it that makes the CG still work? Is it, do you think it's just like the overall, like how they put the scene it's together nostalgia. and light it and <laughs> nostalgia? I mean, it's it's nostalgia. Make anything better. <laughs> is it just I that I'm the, so goo eyed over it? I think it's the fact that it's, I think they, they didn't rely on it and they were, but they were testing little. it out. I think it's that they were cautious with it because it was new. Yeah. More yeah, than yeah. anything. Mm. It's restrained. But you do get those it. shots. Yeah. You do get those shots of like the Brachiosaurus in, in full daylight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they show the whole thing. Little things you can see that have improved, but not that much. Yeah, I mean, you can see some little things. I guess it's I guess it's just like you guys are saying, they're not over-reliant on it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's the it's just a sense of restraint to how they did it. Improvements have been made to textures and things like yeah, that since that's then. That's the thing, but... like the lighting and the textures of the scales are like kind of a tell sometimes, I guess on the age but have you guys read the book um i listened to the audio book when i was traveling so so, you know it's 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 pretty different like there are a lot of things very different yeah (laughs) there are some beats that are similar but and i wouldn't want to go over every single difference but i think for me the lawyer gets this gets screwed the most in the adaptation (laughs) he's he's a lot more heroic in the book i mean i think there is a point where he actually he he winds up with muldoon like hunting the t-rex and this is by choice oh wow he's gone along with him and that character just is nothing like that in the film there's this um college humor sketch where they got the actor back and he's in the car with all the other characters. I remember you showing me that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And they're all talking about their special specialities. You know, I'm, I'm a paleontologist. I'm the world's foremost on this and I'm a paleobiologist. And, and, and even the kid's like, I'm a hacker. <laughs> and the, kid, the lawyer's like, am I just here to die? <laughs> That's good. Mm. Do you think Grant and Sattler ever get paid? I that, that fully I imagine they would have to be for three years. Yes. <laughs> Somehow that works out in the lawsuit later. I, I think that probably Dr. Grant was like, add a mansion onto that and uh, you could add a Lambo as well. <laughs> oh my Great. goodness. With this movie, and it's it's kind of funny looking at a movie that's almost 30 years old now versus uh-huh. it was something that we've recently discussed, like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness or anything else where the setup and payoff and the tension that you feel from these things, because 
the way that they treat the dinosaurs in this movie are not like characters. There isn't a an evil dinosaur or a hero dinosaur. They're all just animals. Now, my youngest said just the lawyer to do what was they evil. Do. He was the bad guy. So um, just throw that. Yeah, but he's not a dinosaur. No. <laughs> I, I would argue for one brief moment, and it is a difference from the book. Um, in the book, you just had the raptors at the end. Uh, Spielberg does give the T-Rex that one kind of hero moment. <laughs> With the oh, when, when he's roaring at yeah, the end. Yeah, when he's roaring and there's the banner. <laughs> that's just, that was just for, that's just, a that's good... just for all the dinosaur lovers out there. Yes. <laughs> but it's a problem that a lot of the other movies fall into. I think all the other movies fall into where uh, if it was in the second one or the third, I don't remember. They're all terrible. But there's a scene where one of the dinosaurs takes the time to snap somebody's neck before they yeah, they've yes. set up the trap before they mm-hmm. eat them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing, dinosaur? And he literally makes the point in the right there about uh, the, the six foot turkey conversation yes. about how the point is that you're alive when he's eating you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that poor kid is wonderful. To be fair, Jurassic it's Park exposition, is- but it's entertainment. Jurassic Park doing. 3 is just awful throughout. <laughs> oh, man. Alan. That's that's the one you're talking <laughs> about. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> is that the one with the cell phone and the dinosaur belly the whole time? Yes. Okay. Yes. The bright yellow cell phone. I just, I can't find anything redeeming about that one. <laughs> yeah, you know who is a character in this movie? John Williams. Oh, man. Oh, that theme still gets me. It's fantastic. My kids were humming it. Like after the movie, when they were walking around the house, you know, they're like humming. I mean, that just shows, right? That's effective. Yeah. There's yes. a line from Epic Rap Battles of History where they're doing various directors against each mm. other. And they start off with Spielberg versus Hitchcock. And one of Hitchcock's uh-huh. line is, lines is, half your billion should go to John Williams. <laughs> like, that's oh, that's great. <laughs> that <Yeah>. is true. <laughs> you know what does help sell the dinosaurs? We're talking about the CGI and the effects, but the actors. Um, yes. When they mm. first get to that Brachiosaurus, Grant's reaction, the way oh, he can amazing. barely barely get his glasses off, he turns Ellie's head. Yeah. I mean, even Malcolm, the naysayer of the group, is just overjoyed in this moment. He, mm-hmm. His misgivings are gone for a couple of seconds. Like, this is a miracle of science that has mm. taken place, yeah. and they're there to witness it. It is a wonderful moment. Mill- millionaires play toys. Yeah. <laughs> So Hammond, yeah, Hammond, he's what a huckster, right? Yes. And that, that little speech fantastic about, actor. <laughs> yeah, he's the great. And the little speech day. about how, how I'm present, I insist on being present at every no, he's not. That's that's yeah. a huckster BS. There's no past there's no possible way. I saw those whole herds of dinosaurs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're not enough the hours in a day. <laughs> he's created that presentation where he, I guess he has to be at every one so he can get his fingerprints. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is his name again? Attenborough. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Attenborough. When he's giving the speech about the flea circus oh. and mm-hmm. at this point, it's like he's trying to convince himself. that yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. He has noble goals and mistakes were made along the way, but the theory is sound. And then Dr. Sattler calls him out on it. It's one of those, those wonderful moments where... You have nothing else going on. It's just two characters sitting down to talk and you get their their philosophies back and forth and how they, mm-hmm. they view life. And it's wonderful character development where you mm. get to understand more about Hammond. And it 
it's accentuated by the fact that both of them are great actors and able to mm, do something mm-hmm. with emotional depth like this. I love that it's like a nice little kind of almost a heartfelt moment from him, but it's still, he's still his BS sort of shining. Yeah. Yes. It's like he's so <laughs> thoroughly indoctrinated into his own. And he finally uh, gets his to own like the BS, his own little world. The next time, next time it'll be different. You know? yeah. Yep. <laughs> I finally looked up Mr. DNA, Greg Burson. He's been oh, doing he character voice. voices since the uh, early 80s. He's done Yogi and some Looney Tunes voices, particularly, and this one will uh, make sense, I think, Foghorn Leghorn. Nice. <laughs> okay. I'll say, I'll say, I'm representative of its entire blueprint, genetically speaking. <laughs> well, that's here, another great actor. <laughs> such a, but I think this is such a good point that like part of what makes the dinosaurs still work today is the greatness of the actors and these... Mm these beats, these moments of character development, even uh, Dr. Grant's thing with, I hate kids. And then he comes to be like their protector. Yeah. Like there's all these nice moments that, I don't know, it makes us see the dinosaurs in their proper place and role. Like it's not all banking on like a cheap gimmick of just what they look like, even though they mm-hmm. look incredible. It just, I don't know. It just makes it work. Like that was the thing I kept asking myself, why does this work? Like the whole time I was watching it. I think a lot of it too goes back to like the sound effects, um, which I don't think I realized until maybe this last oh, His roar sounds incredible. The not just the roar. dinosaur roar, but like you had mentioned the claws. Like, like, like the on talons the, tapping on the, the tapping, on tapping. The, on things. Um, of course, the iconic one is the T-Rex approaching. Yeah, the, the water T-Rex ripple. approaching the water. Ugh. The um, Even like the storms approaching when they were getting away from the Triceratops. Like, uh I just happened to notice that one. Like it starts raining kind of subtly. Like you start to was, notice rain. Yeah, on the but windows they didn't. It and, wasn't really yeah. that much rain because like a character doesn't go, "Oh, it's starting to rain." I, I, they just I kind of let it <laughs> rattle, which is probably oh, yeah, that, probably yes. the most fake of all the dinosaurs in this movie. But that, yeah, that oh, I, I can't. Yeah, speak, but that it's was like a my favorite bit of a rattle, and I yeah. fixed a major plot hole from this movie. People exactly. make so much yeah. about the motion-based vision. Uh-huh. which oh, he right. mentions yeah. a few times and and that's a real thing it just doesn't work like they kind of try and use it in here like like the dinosaur mm-hmm. is blind if you just don't move yeah but he only ever says that once he mentions the motion-based visual acuity but he, he only actually when when he's back at the car and the girl screams that's when he says can't see us if we don't move and my guess, my my assumption is maybe he's just lying to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah, lying that could be himself. or just to get her to shut up and be calm. Yeah, may that may be what he thought. Yeah, it's you not. Know, yeah, yeah. Having, having studied possible. fossils and never seen a real thing, you know. <laughs> I, I just hate that they're bringing that back up in the new movie. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> With every character introduction, you know everything that you need to know about the character. And everyone is a character. I know the film connection this time. Um, when Malcolm says, what have they got in their King Kong? And of course, that's because of the big doors. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in Skull Island, Samuel L. Jackson actually uh, references Jurassic Park by repeating his hold on to your butts line. <laughs> <laughs> Even Samuel L. Jackson being the chain-smoking, always grumpy... Uh-huh. <laughs> programmer God. is a whole mood that just instantly you know that guy so you hold on to your butts, Samuel L. You know? Jackson was just the guy in Jurassic Park in this epic rap battle you get more and more directors coming in 
Quentin Tarantino is returns to Steven Spielberg and he's, the line goes something along the lines of, you ask anyone, what's your favorite Sam Jackson part? No one's going to say, what's his name from Jurassic Park? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. What's his name? We talked a little bit about the cinematography. Just it's brilliant. You get the medium shots, you get the wide shots, you get the close-ups, and it all comes together very nicely to tell a story. Um, I love the trick in the kitchen, the, yes. the visual thing. Oh, that's yeah. The there's reflection. a lot of visual tricks mm-hmm. in this movie oh, that's that just so stick good. with me. Like even the stuff with like um, them coming out of the tree, the shadows. Um, it's just a lot of great visual things that even after thirty years, they those things stick with you, you know? Yeah. The, and the for dinosaurs me it was always could look the... horrible right now, even if they don't, they could, but those shots and how those change the character reactions and how they tell the story at that moment, those things really have always stuck with me. It's, it's the flashlight on the T-Rex eye that I, Oh yeah. That oh, and the, I the, love the that. And... Oh, mm-hmm. that's so good. And you're just like, they are screwed. And that whole sequence, I, I think that whole sequence, and you can't hear the I just love, anymore. Brilliant. I love it. I love knowing <laughs> that that switches from animatronics and a real car to a totally fake T-Rex and fake car. And it's seamless. You, you don't it's know where beautiful. it is. That whole sequence is incredible. Just the, the water sitting there from where he had been dripping the water all over mm. her earlier. And, and I think we talked about before it was like a string that they were plucking like a good, <laughs> It'd be similar to like a oh, guitar yeah. string that Something was making like, yeah. the ripples. And then later, of course, when Malcolm's in the back of the Jeep and he looks down at the print in the water and you see the water there, the yeah. same ripple, you're just like, ah, oh, there's now they're screwed. You know, I was listening he's to an argument, but he's explaining what's going on to himself to try and calm himself down. Yes. <laughs> it's, great. Yes. it's so good. It seems to be too much to ask for movies to be well-made like Jurassic Park was 30 years ago. But you just mean a film that you can tell every part of this film, lots of care yes, was put into it. Like there's nothing lazy. There's nothing like phoned in. For me, Jurassic Park is a near perfect movie. Yeah. And I mean, you have to, to look for modern gripes, you know? storytellers, visual storytellers and studios should aspire to create. Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug, thank you, and good night. I'm getting too philosophical. But like, Dinosaurs. I almost feel like sometimes modern, the modern things we talk about seem to like, almost be pandering to me. Oh, yeah. Yes. There uh, we're like this movie to me, though, this movie's all about that story, the characters. I mean, it gives it pays off with moments you want to see because it's supposed to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it doesn't like have a cop out moment from anything that they like. Like you say, there's all these setups, there's all these payoffs you don't get the sense that they changed direction with two weeks left in the production and refilmed a bunch of crap or. Right. I don't know. That feels like a difference to me. There's something I can't quite say that I feel like. In, movies in like fact, this have. haven't I heard that Steven Spielberg left when they were done filming? He was like, I'm out.
You're gonna go make this is perfect. Like, Goodbye. <laughs> yes. You guys take care. You're welcome. I'll see you later. <laughs> Spielberg out. He drops a mic. They're like, where did you get that mic? I don't. <laughs> just carries it around with him. For... Yeah, just for those moments. <laughs> End of filming. The boom guy was like, oh, I had to turn that in. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped it in the T-Rex puddle, man. <laughs> <laughs>